This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey girl, hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor, my weekly podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. You might know me from Sirius XM Radio. I mean, I was there for like 12 years after all, but then Howard Stern allegedly got jealous of me, so I had to leave. I was actually able to pull myself up by the bootstraps and start my own podcast, Taste of Taylor, which is now officially with Dear Media. I'm so excited to say that. Ha! So I promise you in this podcast, you're going to either learn about something, you're going to be inspired by someone that's like always coming from a perspective of like humor, then this is the place for you. I hope you enjoy this little snack. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. It's Kat, and it sure is a beautiful day. In fact, (laughs) it's only about two or three days before the end of 2021. Does that blow your mind? I feel like it was New Year's Eve, literally yesterday. I'm pretty sure a lot of you feel that way because I've heard you say it. It's just like, whoa, where did this year go? I think also, in many ways, a lot of us are like, thank you, goodbye, farewell. We need another reset. We need another start. We got to keep looking forward. The future is bright. I hope you had a nice Christmas if you celebrate. But as we look forward, and I just, I'm so excited to bring you today's guest because I think it's the perfect time as we reevaluate ourselves, our lives personally and professionally, as we look ahead into the new year, I mean, it's a time to really reflect about where we've been and where we want to go, right? So Jessica Zweig is an expert, a critically acclaimed award-winning expert on living our most authentic lives and reaching our goals. I mean, she's an entrepreneur. She's a podcast host. She is an author. She is a celebrated personal development teacher. She's the founder and CEO of Simply Be Agency. And her book is called Be, A No Bullshit Guide to Increasing Your Self-Worth and Net Worth by Simply Being Yourself. So I think you can agree just by the title of her book, kind of where this conversation is going. It's also a very kind of, frankly, a somewhat spiritual conversation because that's very much a part of Jessica's own personal journey to how she got to this point in her life. So I think you'll really enjoy hearing about that, you know, and how 
when she shares, you'll be inspired to drop your own mask and operate, you know, way beyond your ego and to really just become liberated in all that you do. That is my wish for myself. That is my wish for you. And even just being in service to other humans and how that is such an integral piece of overall happiness and how really, you know, a real commendable way that we can all live our lives. So let's get right to it. It was such an honor to have such a intimate and just very meaningful, really meaningful conversation with this extraordinary woman. Here she is, Jessica. It's the end of the year. It's December. I think so many people are taking inventory of what this year has meant to them professionally and personally. And often just as a society, culturally, we're always thinking about, okay, what's next? January's around the corner. So I guess I'd love to talk. I mean, there's so much I want to talk with you about. Your agency, of course, Simply Be Agency. Your podcast is Simply Be Podcast. Your best-selling book, all of the things. And I know we'll be able to weave all of that into this conversation. But I guess let's just start with where we are in this month, the end of the year. I know you're coming off of a Costa Rica retreat slash experience, which apparently you do quite often. So how are you feeling? And like, what, what kind of energy are you tapped into at the moment? It's such a good question. And I literally had that thought myself because today is the first of December. I'm like, final month, what, how much ha- happens in a year and what a container of time this has been and was reflecting on exactly this. You know, 2021 was the year I launched that book and my, my agency blew up and a, a lot of things manifested. And it was an amazing year, but it was also an incredibly intense year of doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I mean, those that are listening who've launched books or know any authors, like it's, it's real. It's, it's exciting and euphoria in a lot of ways, but it's also very depleting. And so I had a, a bit of postpartum this year. I went through some pretty dark like waves of depression after the book launch. Like it, it's been a ride, right? This, this 2021, I think it was kind of like a hangover from 2020. We were all trying to find our way. Then the world opened up and everyone was like, I'm going to go to all the parties and I'm going to travel to all the places because I can, you know, and at least that was me. And as I'm closing out this year, thinking about what I want to cultivate in 2022, it's really about ease and letting go more and trusting and surrendering more to the possibilities instead of having to push for them. Because I felt like while this was an incredibly exciting year, it was a lot of pushing and I can talk about why, but I think that for, for me, at least I just, I want to ground in 2022. I want it to be on my terms versus sort of a reactionary term, everyone else's expectations, the world opening up the book. Like I can just be a little bit more next year. And that's the energy that I'm floating off of, especially after Costa Rica, which is my happiest place in the world. Uh where it's all about tapping into beingness and mother earth and nature and the elements. And, you know, truly, I feel like my highest vibration there. Mm. Super, super happy when I'm there. So I want to carry that forward into my real life. You actually said your entire kind of mission. You were like, I can just be more. I mean, that is the, mm-hmm. that is the origin. That is the genesis of 
of so much of what you're sharing with the world. I hear everything you are saying, and I think a lot of people can can relate. I mean, in these last couple of years, the, the waves of emotions and all of the different feelings that go along with that, again, in business and in work and personal life and all of that. But before we really dig in, I definitely want to get so much of your advice and your take on things. And I know you have so much tangible kind of encouragement for people in this space, but, but tell people just a little bit about what your agency is and and what it does and why this has become really your, your purpose, your offering on this planet. Yeah. So Simply Be Agency is a personal branding company. So we're an agency that works like many agencies do. We build brand strategies. We do brand management. We execute content, do PR, social media. But our clients are people, are human beings. So we work with CEOs of major companies. We work with celebrities. We work with entrepreneurs. We work with creatives. We work with all sorts of people from different industries. And really what makes Simply Be different, if I were to be so bold to say, is we are a personal empowerment company, really at our core. I mean, we are a best-in-class agency. We can go toe-to-toe around digital marketing with, with anybody. But what makes us different is our approach to waking up our clients to the power within them, to really giving them the permission slip to be who they truly are in the world and to show up authentically. And I know that word is so overplayed, but it's really the magic that like, people want and are missing not only like the audiences that we we serve but people our own clients don't feel worthy or valid or safe or whatever it might be to truly be who they are and i'm talking like really famous people and really successful executives like and mm-hmm. our point of view is you can be a human being an imperfect human being filled with flaws and mistakes and shit and also be an expert and also be a really incredible talent and so that's really our positioning and why it's my purpose. I love this question that you asked me. You know, my background, I've been an entrepreneur for a while. I used to run a magazine in Chicago, it was really well known. I left that magazine after seven years, kind of on a whim. It was shocking to the community I was serving at the time. And overnight I got I got new clients, more money than I ever made, like line out the door for this new little agency I had just started. And I realized in that inflection point in my career personally, that my magazine wasn't the brand. I was the brand. And that people Uh wanted to do business with me and my name and the equity I had built in my reputation and what an asset that was. And if I did that accidentally, which it kind of was, what would it look like if I got really intentional and really didn't just stop there, but helped other people do this too? And that was really the Mm -hmm. impetus of Simply Be Agency. And it's been you know, five years of, I'm very lucky. I always knock on wood, bless, 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 like straight line up, like a a hockey stick. It's a rocket ship. We've, we continue to grow. And I think it's because we do things differently. I think that, you know, you come through our doors and you're going to get so much. People don't want like the perfect Instagram grid. They think they do. What they really want is to feel seen and to feel empowered and to feel safe and like supported and who they are in the world. And that's really what we do. Mm, I love that. You are speaking my language. I believe in every word that you just said. Back to this word authenticity, because I know that's such a key point here um, and for people. And yes, we've heard that word for years. I mean, I remember even coming up in broadcasting 
And it was Oprah at the time, you know, decades ago, who was just like, I am unapologetically me. I am my authentic self. And I, I tried to kind of emulate that throughout my own contributions as a personality, just like, just be me. That's the best I can do in all of this. But for you making that transition from the first company to this company, it sounds almost like this was an inherent, almost an intrinsic thing that you tapped into. Is that the case? Or were you a completely different version of yourself? Or how did you develop the ability to reveal your truest self, I guess, to the world? Because you had to clearly go through this journey yourself before you start you know, guiding others on finding it for themselves. Absolutely. I love that you asked this. I mean, I believe that one of my favorite philosophies is like, we're here to teach on this planet, like what we are ultimately here to learn ourselves. Like we are the constant student to our own material. And so I can't really get on any soapbox slash podcast and preach authenticity (laughs) if I didn't know the shadow side of that, which is, you know, inauthenticity, like sheer ego and fear, really. It's where it comes from, inauthenticity. And when I was running my magazine at the time, what I didn't, a new layer to that story when I left the magazine to launch the agency and I had this aha moment about my personal brand that I had one, that I was it. I wasn't going to build the brand around the perception that people had of me. I was going to leverage the audience and the following and the attention to you know grow my business. But if I was going to show up and be my brand, I had to do things very differently than I was doing at the time. I mean, we just met, we're chatting before the show about how I met you during, you know, back 10 years ago when I was hosting New Year's Eve parties and running a popular online magazine. And I was this like girl about town for seven years. I was never cool in high school. I was never cool in middle school. And then here I was in my late 20s running the most popular online magazine for women in the city of Chicago. I had 150,000 readers, like was the dawn of social media. I thought I was like the shit. And I also was broke. I was sick. I was in a toxic relationship. I was in a toxic relationship with my business partner. I, my staff didn't like me. I was like drinking six nights a week. Like I, I was a mess and everyone thought I was this thing. And that's, that delineation, that discrepancy, I should say is, is where inauthenticity, you know, lives because who I was yeah. being in my real life wasn't in alignment. And I had to really go through a breakdown. Like the reason I left that magazine was because I had an emotional and nervous breakdown. I couldn't do it anymore. It caught up with me. That's what, that's the kind of the thing about living in an inauthentic life. You, it's not sustainable. It's going to catch up with you eventually. And so that dark night of the soul truly is what informed the messaging of Simply Be and why I believe in this, the power of authenticity truly, because it, it changed my life when I was able to look at myself, claim responsibility for all of the mess that I had made and started to really do the work. You know, that's really when my business took off and my life changed. It had nothing to do with the money I started making or the press I started getting or the clients I started, it was all about what was happening internally. And I really believe mm-hmm. that your business, your career, your, your, your life will grow to the extent of which you grow as a, as a human being. And that journey, I think, Ugh. is authenticity. Growth. You know, this theme keeps coming up on my show. It just, you know, not even intentionally really, but I guess just because of time and space and maybe my own personal journey and the conversations I've been having, growth, growth, growth. 
and going in and you know all the things that you're talking about. For our audience who maybe hasn't been doing the work you're talking about, or maybe doesn't even know how to jumpstart that work. And, you know, we say, oh, you know, try to unpack all those layers, all those masks, all those things that are keeping us from being ourselves. How do they do that? How can people get there? What what does that work look like? I mean, I'm sure there are a myriad of ways, um, but do you have any advice on that? Because I, I mean, listen, in the world in which we live and in that Instagram world that you're talking about and in this digital age that we're in, like, I would guess that most people are are not living their truth and and maybe are so asleep they don't even know that, you know, like you were saying, I, I was living this, you know, at the time for a minute, it felt like the thing you were supposed to be doing, but but. Where's the switch to kind of awaken people so that they can step into this journey and ultimately live at peace? Yeah. Oh, it's such a good question. And I agree with you. I think a lot of people are asleep. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the work that you do and that I do in different manifestations is to, is to help wake people up. You know, that switch can come in a few ways. Like mm-hmm. me, it, it was a breakdown. I, it, it caught up with me. Like I had no other where options or places to turn, right? Like that was the switch that like turned on the light so that I had no other options but to start looking at myself. Sometimes that switch comes more subtly for people. You know, I think it's, it's uh, I heard Elizabeth Gilbert once say, listen to the whispers before they become screams. And mm-hmm. so like listening to the, your intuition, your gut, that inner knowing, the voices in your head that kind of keep creeping up like, this doesn't feel right, or this person isn't necessarily the best partner for me, or this job doesn't feel good. Like whatever it might be, listening to that, that's a huge indicator and ways in which you can start to turn on the light in your own life. And, you know, for me, it was, it was simple things at first, right? Like I started listening to Gabby Bernstein and like watching Ted talks and reading certain books and picking up meditation, like getting still with myself. That was a practice, right? I think a huge practice that has tremendously helped me is journaling, like really being with my own thoughts. I often say the journal is the cheapest, most effective therapist you'll ever have. Like it's you and you pouring out your thoughts and just writing with no limitations and just really getting it all out. That was really helpful. And then eventually working with a coach. I mean, if you can afford it, like hiring help, ain't no shame in that game. Like really supporting yourself with an emotional support staff. Like we need people to help us get through our businesses, our days, our lives, our assistance, whatever it might be. And yet we don't like take care of the most important part of ourselves, which is our emotions, our soul, our hearts. And, mm-hmm. and I think investing in, in therapy is beautiful. You know, I, at this stage of my life, I have like a, an army of helpers that help me whenever I, you know, might need it. But I hired a coach at that time. And I honestly, ironically still work with her 10 years later. And I could barely afford her because I was so broke at the time. And she made it work for me because she believed in me. And I think that that's also critical. You've got to find someone that's going to see you in a way you can't see yourself and believe in you in a way that's, you know, that you can't believe in yourself. And most of all, push you that in a way that you'd never push yourself. Like that radical candor, that honesty, that feedback, like- it can sometimes suck, but it's what you want. And it's the only way you can truly, I think, ultimately like break through and see yourself in a new light if you're willing 
to listen, if you're willing to work with someone that's going to give you that kind of feedback. And so those modalities, I, I can't, I can't say enough about them. Like they're the most worthy dollars and time you'll ever spend on doing you waking up, doing the work because mm-hmm. awakened people are the people that are living their, their highest lives and changing the world. True, truly. Like they just are. Mm-hmm. And they're not perfect. They're not, their lives aren't perfect, but they're awake. And yeah. that's everything. Yeah. There's such a freedom in that when you get there, yes. it's, it's like taking off all of those, I love the saying, the velvet handcuffs and all, like, it's like going from being in prison to truly being liberated, if you can get to the other side of that. And very similarly, I mean, this was not stuff I was talking about even two years ago. I had to go through a real rock bottom and, you know, pain can be, suffering can be the teacher often. And, you know, I welcome that. So for anybody listening, I mean, that's the other thing is like feeling your feelings and, and not numbing them or running from them, but just staring them down, sitting with them. And that, that, that can also be part of, of that liberation, I guess. Um, But you, you talk a lot about ego and I love that again, especially when it comes to your business and, and your expertise of helping people find their authentic voice and then incorporate that into their brand and use that to their advantage for their business. How do we, because I'm guilty of it too. Sometimes I, I feel a, a, like a conflict going on. Cause like I, in a safe place with you right now and with my family and my dearest and friends, I can just comfortably be me, you know, and talk this talk and believe in all these things that I have my value system. But then then when it goes to turning on and being in front of the world and being on a stage or even my Instagram, I second guess myself. And I think a lot of people do. So, and my ego is certainly in there somewhere. What we identify with, our story, our narrative, the way the world sees us. So I know so much of that is, is your coaching and your consulting that you do with people. So how do we navigate that? And 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 I know we only have so much time, but where's a good starting place for getting real about our ego-driven desires versus our just kind of offering and making some kind of, I guess, reconciling that, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love this question. <laughs> so, you know, when I was running my magazine and I was in this high, high, high state of ego, you know, I thought because I could get into all the nightclubs and all the bars and restaurants, I was cool. Like, I mean, I literally like hung my hat on my ego and it was an unconscious ego. We all have egos. Egos isn't to be demonized here. It's, it's really another word for our identities, right? And we, we mm-hmm. all have attachments to our identities. I am, you know, a CEO. You are a media personality. You have brown hair. I have sort of brown hair. Like we have different <laughs> things that like, we attach to that mat, like make us feel like whole, right? And who we are. And the tricky part is when we become overly attached to those identities, right? And so I had become way, way overly attached to the fact that I was the founder of a, of a cool popular magazine in Chicago, that it started to, you know, eat me alive. And I was so about myself unconsciously because not because I, I thought I was so great, it's because I thought I wasn't so great. And so I had to overcompensate, right? And that's really the, the rub when the ego takes over, um, when we let it lead. And I was really in a place of like serving myself because I just was, you know, insecure. And yeah. really the switch, and I, I just love this question because it's such a huge one. 
is is going from a place of like the ego, which is like what a lot of people think about personal branding, like me, 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 to a place of of being in service. Like, what am I here to actually give? I'm put on this planet, not by accident. I have unique DNA and magical gifts inside of that. And I'm here to, to be of my highest and best use of that for others, for the planet. So I can make a difference here while I, I've got, you know, 80, 90 years if I'm lucky, which is like a microcosm of time. And that switch, right, of coming from a place of me, ego, to how can I serve? That, is, that to me is the highest expression of authenticity. And if we really were to crack into it and get really real with ourselves, I actually think our highest vibration is not when we're in abundance, when not when we're in joy, but when we're in service, when we're helping other people in some shape or form. I really believe that's why humanity exists. Like That's my woo speaking. And so my response to you, Kat, of like, I'm so myself when I'm with my family or with my girls, like, but then I get on, you know, the Instagram or I get on a stage and I like freak out a little bit. My ego comes up. I can feel it. That's normal. That's human. And just clicking into Am I showing up here for this community in this moment on this, on this stage in this audience? Use me. How can I be of service? How can I be of my highest yeah. and best use to this community right now or this audience? And of course, you're going to have fear. You're going to hope your, your hair looks good and the lighting and the filter's cute. That's okay. But like, what are, you, what are you sharing? What are you giving? You know, and if you are coming from a place of authentic service, you're, gonna, you're going to be doing, the ego is going to not shine through. And guess what? There are going to be people who might think so because they've got their own projections. And I think that's where we get a lot tr- like tripped up. And that's not you. That's not on you. That's like, I, I really can't stress that enough. Like people get afraid because of what they think other people will think. And not everybody is going to love your authentic version. And that's cool. Right. Like, right. Next. right. And, and that's what I'm thinking about the people who might be listening who are like, Ooh, there's a lot of risk involved when you um, when you roll the dice and you decide to publicly kind of put on display the realest version of yourself. You might lose people along the way. You might lose your audience. You might lose your following. You might lose you know people who were on that train. What do you say to them? That's the risk that you you play when you're true to yourself. You know, like I have a a phrase in my book called your vibe attracts your tribe. And that's, you know, cheeky, cheeky statement or whatever. But it's really, I believe, a marketing term and and a philosophy on life. Like your vibration, we're all just energy, right? And we all have different frequencies and like attracts like. That's science. So is energy. And you're going to vibrate at a certain frequency and attract that likeness. And you're going to also repel opposite frequencies. And that's amazing. That's actually amazing. Like the people who are not at that frequency aren't ever going to be for you. And so move right along and let me magnetize the people that are my tribe. That's Mm. a beautiful And when they show up and they're not for you and they don't repel, you know, inside anyway, if you're being honest with yourself, I mean, you know, speaking to the wrong relationships or the wrong toxic dynamic with people, they actually still might be attracted to you because at the end of the day, light is attractive, right? Correct. So you might even bring in, the I had somebody tell me once, yes. I mean, I, 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 I have seen a shaman a couple of times. I know you have, and I was so interested to hear about your Costa Rica experiences and what you do there, but I don't know if that was shaman based or it has what been. exactly. And somebody said to me once, and this is not me 
flattering myself at all, but it, the, the man said to me, you know, you're going to have people feast on your goodness, right? So like the, part of my journey and my learning the lessons of my life has been because I'm such a, I see the good in everybody. I bring everybody in. I, I really just do operate that way, but it is, it has burnt me. And I have been, I have lost myself to some of the people who might maybe aren't on that frequency yet. So to your point about like, yeah, you, you might repel people. You also might attract them, but then it's your job to kind of sift through that and Correct. protect yourself. Right. Totally. And I, I so see that in you, like just to reflect to you, like you are a light. Your bright light. Oh, I've, no, I've been following you since like days of E. You have always <laughs> been so like vibrant and like yourself. Uh, and, you know, I think women in general feel afraid to be that bright because of the risk of, of either being rejected or what they might magnetize on an even subconscious level. And I consider myself pretty bright light too, you know, and I've attracted a lot of hooks. Like I call them energetic hooks, like people who, ooh. right? come in and want to hook yeah. into me out of either like jealousy or spite or because they love me so much. And that's also kind of toxic and it, it comes with its own baggage and unhealthiness too. And I've learned through getting burned a sense of discernment. And I think that that's a, a beautiful thing. Like I have wisdom at this stage in my life that I didn't have a few years back because I had to go through those lessons and I wouldn't have it unless I did. And so surrounding yourself with really good people. I love that you just mentioned a shaman. I think that's amazing. Like working with the spiritual healers and the arts, like that kind of information, if you get it in your life, like you're a bright light, people are going to want to eat you up. You just having that information, whether, you know, you got into a relation, toxic relationship anyway, you still have that information somewhere in your mind. It's like, oh, this is what that guy was talking about. This is happening. And you have that consciousness. And mm. what a great thing that you worked with a shaman in order to get there. So I can't express enough, like to, to you can't do this shit on your own life. Like, like you've got to create an, a, a support system for you and that will evolve as you evolve, but don't be afraid to, to invest in yourself in that way. Mm. You talk about a 5D life. What is the 5D way of living? What, what is that exactly? So 5D, so, okay. I love this question. So how much time you got? Um, so <laughs> the truth, so we are living in a 3D life right now. We are living in a 3D reality. Earth, the earth plane, if you will, is three-dimensional, right? And here on earth, so I, I'm going to wax a little, well, you asked me this question, so I've got to get a little spiritual. You know, I believe that we are not the only um species in the, in the universe. Okay. That's not mm. woo woo. Mm -hmm. That's actually like science and NASA and, you know, Harvard, like we live in an infinite universe and there are multiple billions of life forms in this, in this thing called the universe. And earth is a hotspot. Earth is a, is school. Earth has what's called duality, black, white, wrong, right. You know, fat, skinny, rich, poor, gay, straight, you know, evil, good duality. Okay. And there is a lot of light on this planet, but there's also a lot of dark. And you come to earth in this 3D life to kind of go through school, to evolve your soul. This is at least what I believe. And 3D, unfortunately, I mean, it's a, earth is an exciting place to be. It's a lot of amazing things, but it also has at its core, the, the biggest duality, which is fear versus love. And fear is really the root of all 
evil and separation and judgment and imposter syndrome and jealousy and scarcity, like fear is it, right? And love is the manifestation of, of like all good things, compassion, connection, community, oneness, empathy, you know, beauty, oneness, really, and authenticity as well. Mm-hmm. And 5D living is really living in a state of, of love, of, of elevating beyond and above sort of this 3D version of reality, right? Which is mm-hmm. just a version. It's kind of an illusion, in fact. And really 5D is closer. It's, it's an ascension. It's up. It's out of sort of into a new realm of consciousness. And that is a, it's a pure state of consciousness where everything is connected because everything is coming from a state and a vibration of, of love, not necessarily love itself, but a manifestation and expression of love, which is community, connection, oneness, connection, compassion, so many different expressions of, of, the, of love. And so I really feel like we can tap into 5D living, like mm-hmm. here on the 3D plane. I, you know, when I'm in Costa Rica, I'm on 5D the whole time. Like I don't, I don't see separation. I don't feel fear. I don't get jealous. I don't feel scarcity. I don't feel rushed. I feel, I don't feel competitive. You know, I feel like connected. I feel, I look at strangers walking down the beach and I smile and I feel my heart swell, like with a strange, like that's possible. In fact, everywhere we go, not just in a beautiful place like Costa Rica. And so I, I try to be, you know, it's hard. Life is going to, I don't want to spiritual bypass anything. It's just, you know, life can suck and it can be real. And, and we all get caught up in 3D. We're here on planet earth. We're human beings. We're here for a reason. We're going to have a human experience, which includes fear. <laughs> but 5D, you know, is a, a pure state of living. And I think it's merely a choice of just becoming conscious wherever we go. Whoa, 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 whoa. I love that. I really, really love that. And I think... I'm curious to get your thoughts. And I've heard you speak a little bit about the pandemic just as a whole and how maybe in some ways it is just, it has shifted us as a people and certain people are going through this more heightened sense of awareness. And I mean, I, I know personally for me, it was definitely like that has been the silver lining. Um, but as people are trying to now look forward again, because here we are again, coming up on another year and people are kind of reflecting on what has been. But of course, I think the tendency is for all of us to like, okay, think about the, the future. Think about the next year. What is the life we want to live? What do we want to do with our family and our communities and our work and all these things? And you are are such a motivator for everybody to, Hey, you know, you can live this optimal life, this 5d existence, getting honest with yourself and all of these various things. And they have to go to your website and listen to your podcast and they'll get the whole, the whole deal. But if we think about kind of a reset, I mean, do you believe in that? Do you think, okay, it's January. Now let's all take inventory of our lives and, and write, write it down and get the strategy going or what is kind of the structure in which, I guess, if we had to help people along, yeah. um, that they can kind of jumpstart this existence? Amazing. A hundred percent love January and the start of a year. <laughs> okay. Like I am a personal development junkie and it's like my Christmas, like New Year's. Like, oh, okay. It's like the best okay. time of year because it's like a fresh start. It's a blank slate. It's energetically new. And okay. I think- if I were to just surmise it, and I've been thinking a lot about this, like 2020 
which feels like yesterday, even though it was almost two years ago now. The reason why it feels like it was yesterday because it was so jarring and it was so palpable and raw and real for people. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of beautiful things did come from from that experience. I agree there was silver linings, but it also j- jarred our nervous systems like as a collective. Mm-hmm. And it brought up a lot of fear and it brought up a lot of scarcity and it, it brought up a lot of separation and like, and we were forced to separate, right? And so I think people are feeling a residual sense of that to some degree. Mm-hmm. There's people who who I know you know, are literally afraid of other people now, you know? And, and I got, you know, I got COVID and I get it. Like it's real. It's, it's a thing, but you know, we have to live our lives. And then in 2021, I think we kind of had this like hangover from that the first half of the year. And then I sort of saw this spring fever kick in and the world's open and everyone's back out. We're getting invited to all the parties and we're doing all the things and we get to travel again. And I just saw a lot of people and myself included, like spreading themselves super thin because they just could. And now coming yeah. into 2022, I think this is our chance and time to really, um, one of my favorite words is sovereignty, you know, of course. <laughs> and it's to take like true dominion and, and, and self-agency, you know, back and define and decide what we want this year to really be for ourselves. Because Yes, the pandemic rages on, I guess, but it, life is moving on and the world is open and things are starting to feel more quote unquote normal. And so just to get still with yourself, even if it's just an afternoon alone, like listening to music, journaling, lighting some candles, like that can be so juicy and nourishing and, and setting those goals or going really deep and you know taking a trip or getting together a group of girlfriends and doing a circle, like whatever it looks like. But I think when um, we bring the power of intention to anything, it shifts the vibration and it really it has power setting intentions. And, you know, I don't really like the word resolutions. I think they're too absolute and masculine and defining, whereas intentions can feel, I think, a lot more gentle and setting our goals for ourselves based on how we want to feel, you know, not just what we want to accomplish, but like how we want to feel, who we want to be, who we want to be with. You know, and yeah, so good. That's, that's so good advice for structuring the beginning of your year. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like how also on, on your Instagram, what you, what you put out into the world, it's so positive and so inspiring and even bringing it back to our finances, like bringing this back to real life, right. And real demands and real responsibilities and real, you know, people with families and paying the bills and, and a lot of people were uh, unfortunately operating in in the space of scarcity because people were losing their jobs or people's you know incomes were cut in half or and all these things. So one of your recent posts was how to I believe how to make money like a goddess. Am I right? Yeah, girl. And I I love how you like broke that down for women. Um, and so I think that would be another great thing to touch on as everybody's starting the new year yeah. and they're getting their, their their plans on the paper and as they go out to try and make money. Um, yeah. What 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 do we need to know, <laughs> Jessica? <laughs> oh God, I have so much to say about this. I'll be brief. Um, you know, I I said in that in that post that it was a podcast too, you know, really 
not not budging or apologizing for what you charge or how much money you want to make. Like if you are going for a new job and you have a salary requirement or you have products you're selling as an entrepreneur, like your rates are your rates and don't deviate from them and don't question them. Because if you question them energetically, internally, intuitively, they'll feel that and you won't get the value that you deserve, right? And so really holding strong to that, that's one. Two is trusting that like when doors close, windows open, right? So if you're chasing a client after so many weeks or months and then end up saying no, it's okay. Like trust that that wasn't for you and a door will open. If you're applying for a million jobs and the one you really, really wanted didn't accept you, there's a reason for that. And a window will open when that door closes, like really truly coming from that place of trust, firing clients, like don't be afraid to shed the, cut the fat, like what's not working, mm-hmm. what feels heavy, what, what doesn't feel equitable energetically, money is energy, right? Yeah. And so if, if you're not, if you're overworking and getting underpaid, like you don't, you don't need that in your life. So empower yourself to let that go. And then also, I think I talked about the divine law of generosity and like, mm-hmm. we have to not be afraid if we want to make money to spend money. And you know, that the way that works is like a boomerang effect. So tip the waiter a little extra, like don't ask for the discount, pay your friend full price for what she's worth. No friends and family discount. Like, like make, it feels so good to do that. Yeah. And it comes back to you and to pour into yourself, like invest in the coach, invest in the trip, invest in the nice bag. If it's going to make you feel like a rock star, like all of that stuff does impact how you show up in the world and, and how you're energetically then financially potentially perceived. And I just think women in particular, um, you know, don't trust that. So those are my tips and they've, they, they've worked for me. And I just, and I used to be broke, like $75,000 in credit card debt, broke, broke, broke. I had to ask my parents to pay my phone bill at 33 years old. So I'm not standing on some soapbox, like I'm perfect or I got it all figured out, but I did grow a seven figure business, you know, quickly because I changed my mindset, not because I got super right with crunching a budget, you know? Yeah. Some people would say, you know, your worth though, right? Because you have achieved so much. So you're standing here in a place of power and can operate that way. What do you say to people who are like, you know, aren't I, it sounds terrible, not convinced of their worth, but have a harder time owning their individual worth before they can go through those steps. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fake it until you make it case study. (laughs) I really am. And you kind of got to start. Here's like Mm -hmm. the secret. Like no one really knows what they're doing. (laughs) Like no one, everyone is making it up as they go. Even the most like talented, famous, established experts, quote unquote, we're all just making it up as we go. And the, I love that you asked this question because it really is the true foundation of like value. And we've all heard of like valuation, like, you know, where like an appraiser will come in and state the value of a business or a piece of jewelry or a house. Like you got to be your own appraiser. You have to give yourself your own value and you got to, you got to just jump. You just got to like do it. You got to ask for it. You got to put yourself out there and bit by bit, brick by brick, because that's really how it works. It's not an overnight, there's no pill. Like you just, you got to like be a little afraid every day and yeah. just keep growing that muscle of confidence and worth. It's, it's like my muscle fiber by muscle fiber is how it works. Oh, I love that analogy. Like be your own appraiser of your own life. I mean, I'd never really thought of it that way, but, but we should be the ones defining our yeah, worth, not letting other people do it. And you know, I don't think I had the words for it at the time, but of course, when I, I left E, I didn't know 
all I knew was that I was worth more. Um, but for years, and I had been in the business for 20 years, I was letting other people, you know, executives, corporate America, agents, my whole team tell me my worth, you know? So that is such great advice. Like, you know, we, it starts here, then it can trickle to those who support us or those who employ us or whatever else, but it really does have to start with number one. And I just got to tell you, girl, like when you did that, you took such a stand for women everywhere. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't know you and I'm, I, now I do, but back, I watched it go down. I'm like, fuck Mm. yes. Like you have Um. no idea how meaningful that was for women like me. It was huge. Well, I am happy to hear that. And thank you. And none of that came without all the things that you're already saying. Scared shitless, right? right? No guarantees on the other side. You know, that was that gamble that one has to make on themselves. Do you bet on yourself? And there was an act of service in that. So for me, that gave me the confidence in a otherwise very scary time for someone whose identity was actually wrapped up in the approval of others to do something and rock the boat that way was very scary, but, but we did it anyway. And uh, yeah, that's all she wrote. So um, no, but I, all of that ties into your book. I want to talk about your book because your book is very much about worth and what that looks like. So tell us a little bit about for those who haven't read it and I have not, what, what the magic is in that? Yeah. So the book is called B, a no bullshit guide to increasing your self-worth and net worth by simply being yourself. And I think all those things are intrinsically connected. So um, self-worth to net worth to being who you are. And my book is really a, a look inside the methodology of how we build brands at Simply B. So it is a true workbook. It's a tactical branding book of soup to nuts. How do you build your message? How do you create great content? How do you build a strategy? How do you get social media and PR right? But it's really encased in a personal empowerment book. And it really guides the reader to first and foremost, just believe that who they are in the world is is worthy of being seen in the light in the first place. That's really how the book starts. And it's part memoir. Like I take you through my journey, chapter by chapter. It's It's a reflection of how I learned how to do this for myself. And then the full stop, simply be methodology. I've literally given away the keys to the kingdom. I didn't hold anything back. I thought, you know, I did do a lot of research on other marketing and branding books and they were all kind of like shallow and didn't really give you much. I gave you everything, like what you would spend thousands of dollars here in my agency to do. I've, I've given it to you in a DIY format. And then the mm-hmm. end of the book is really about taking, taking your brand offline, like close the book, live your life. Like what authenticity really looks like and how it manifests in our everyday lives in the real world. And how do we continually expand who we are being so we have that much more to serve and give to the world. And that's really how the book ends. And so um, it's, it's, it's an, I, I love my book. I wrote it from my heart and my soul and I did it from service to really inspire the reader to, to be who they are. Mm. I love that you said, you know, listen, it is a play-by-play. Everything's on the table. You give the keys to the kingdom. For people that are listening, if there's something, you know, often it's like, here's here's what you should be doing. But if there's anything glaringly wrong with what people are doing that is keeping them from their power or their potential or all of that, what's like one thing that stands out in your mind that we could all change or something that is just, you see so much of, and it's like an easy fix for you. Cause you're like, ah, oh, everybody needs to just stop doing this. That's, that's just a given. 
Yeah, a couple a couple things. I mean, first and foremost, just trying so hard to be liked and trying so hard to mm-hmm. be like there's a marketing 101 is be everything to everyone and you'll be nothing to no one. So, don't be afraid to pick your lane and like be a bit polarizing and and stay the course and it's it's okay to have an opinion, like have a clear point of view, like have a a a, a fresh and saturated look and feel, like whatever it is, but just make make it yours. And the second thing is, you know, you're going to hear this probably from a lot of marketers, but I really truly believe that this is the crux of growth is consistency is just showing up. Like you can't, unfortunately, you know, it's a grind sometimes like to, to, and you don't owe the world your life in a glass case all the time. Like that's not, not really what it's for, but to really just show up consistently. If you look at the people that you consider successful and are like killing it, if you will, They've been around a while. One, two, they they show up all the time. They're constantly giving, commu- contributing to their communities, and that takes work and that takes tenacity. and And can, so, consistency is like truly the difference between people who like I think really ultimately make it and those that don't, mm-hmm. and not much more. Like not that, like not talent, not luck, not looks. It's consistency. Ooh. Guilty of not being the most consistent over here. You know, I, I have a little bit of, I have I shouldn't say a love hate, but I, I love engaging with social media and I, and I, but I just, damn, if I can't post every day, I just, I don't know what it is. And so I do listen to my feelings because I'm like, should I be doing this because it's something I should be doing or, or should I be doing this when I want to do it? You know what I mean? That, that, that conflict. So let me clarify that. Cause I think the Social media is where we all ultimately think like, oh, we, I got to show up all the time on my Instagram stories and talk to my audience. That's exhausting. I'm just, like, yeah. this podcast, you know, a beautiful day with Cass Heller. Like you're going to publish this once, twice a week, once once a week, twice a month, whatever it is. This is when I, like consistency in like your value and what you give. Do you write a blog? Do you send out a newsletter? Are you creating an event? Are you doing videos? Like there are so many ways we can like zoom up beyond social and Instagram specifically and have that level of consistency to create those communities. I don't, I don't think that like, I mean, I just came off of my trip to Costa Rica and like came back and to be frank was like, the last thing I want to do is be on Instagram. It was so boring to me and I didn't post for two weeks and I didn't care because I, you know, but I'm still delivering my podcast. You know, I still am creating things. And so that's yeah. what I mean when I say consistency. It can really just be in the lane that feels mm-hmm. good to you, but consistency mm-hmm. is the key. I love that. Okay, good. Thank you for clarifying. Now that makes that makes a lot of sense. I think people will will appreciate that. Just kind of lastly here, you said something. I don't know if you say this all the time or or if it's part of your your mantra or whatever, but you said something I thought was so interesting and I hope I'm quoting it okay. You said the sky is the beginning, yeah. not the sky is the limit. Yeah. Is that, what do you mean by that? Because I think that's a good kind of note to end on as people are, again, jumpstarting their new year and thinking about how they want to operate. So I love, by the way, you went so deep on me, girl. You know, all the, th- I love the research that you did. You like, I love that you asked me uh-huh. this. Well, you were too interesting. <laughs> I couldn't stop. So I got down the rabbit hole. You're so good. So once a long time ago, a spiritual advisor, back to that, told me that words are wands. Words are wands. They have energetic frequencies to them. Like we can truly, you know, change the course of our lives by the things we tell our, ourselves about our lives. And 
I initially had sky is the limit because we've all heard that sky is the limit in my company mantra, like simply be agency. When I started the business five years ago, it was just me, you know, and now I have 22 employees, but like we, you know, it was just Jessica at the time. And I was like, I'm going to create a motto and I'm going to say sky is the limit. And I was with a friend a few like months later and who's like, why would you want the word limit in your company motto? And I was like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> he was like, uh-huh. sky is the beginning, Jessica. And it just, if you think about it, it's like, like, a tr- like the true limitlessness of it all and, and how good can it get and how big can it get? How much can you expand? And, and so sky is the beginning is what we say at Simply Be and my whole staff says it. It's amazing. Mm, I love that. I had never, ever heard that. And that is so true. And that's such a good reminder. I mean, I love words as a journalist. I, you know, I'm so into words and you're right. They carry weight, they carry an energy and that is great. And for anybody listening, I mean, that would be my advice too, as we all kind of start anew this year is, and it's been advice that people have given to me and it's just so, so true. And it's good to be reminded of just like, imagining the biggest life, the biggest life you can imagine. And sometimes, you know, we're so kind of trained to like, okay, you can, you know, declare your dreams and then put that on a list, but it's like, go bigger than that. People. Like, I just want everybody listening to, to take that, expand that, grow that 10 more times bigger and then live that. Correct. Because why not? Why not? Why not. Why not you? And why can't why not you? you? Yeah. Why not you? Simply be. <laughs> hey. I love it. You are so awesome. I love what you're putting in the world, Jessica. And I know that everybody listening on It Sure is a Beautiful Day are going to be moved, moved and inspired. And I know there's all kinds of ways to find you. So I'll put all of that in our notes so that they can connect with you. Well, you are a beautiful soul and I'm so grateful to have connected with you and on your podcast. I've been a longtime fan and you have really been such a woman for women. And like, I loved, I loved this conversation so much. I really did every minute of it. It was amazing. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.